around, gather around, join us for a spell. There is magic to be found, and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 20. Woo woo. Yeah. Nice round numbers, really grounded, which fits into what we're talking about today. Also, it's a nice even number. I like even numbers very much. Yeah. Just a quick note, we will be posting the cards that we talk about in this episode on our Instagram page the week of January 12th. So if you want to see them, go ahead and head to our Instagram page. I, so we're talking about later on in the episode, we are going to be talking about the pentacle suit of tarot, which is the earth suit. And I just thought in honor of that, I wanted to draw a card. And do you have a deck in front of you by any chance? I don't, because you planned ahead better than me. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, I, I may have to make you go grab a deck. But um, I, depending on what card I... So, so Corey, just go ahead and look at the deck. Corey is looking at the deck through my camera. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is Modern Witch Deck from Liminal and Seven of Wands. Mm. is what I drew today. And it's so funny. I was doing this before uh, we met when I was trying to center and focus. And I was like, I'm going to draw pinnacles because that's what we're talking. I drew a two of wands and a nine of wands. So whatever's going on with me today, it's all about the wand. Feeling fiery today. (laughs) So even though we're not talking about wands today, shall we say what Liminal says about seven of wands? Yes, Read it. Your fiery drive is giving you the strength <laughs> and willpower to climb to the top of the cliff, only to have others try to knock you back down. Well, wow. Doesn't that feel appropriate for what's going on in the United States right now? Just saying. Mm-hmm. You've succeeded and you're feeling strong, but others may be jealous. They'll try to make you feel... This is just too spot on. They'll try to make you feel like less and sow seeds of doubt yourself. Don't let them. You deserve to be here. Fight for yourself. And love that. (laughs) Okay. That's very on the nose. I like it. Should I I I go grab a deck? The magic of this and then she'll be back. And just like that, magically, it was in a split moment and she's back. She's back, and she didn't have to walk all the way across the apartment because she doesn't keep one in her bedroom. That's fine. I brought the Cosmic Slumber Tarot Ooh. deck. Ooh. Uh, I'm really vibing on this deck right I, now. And that's that's what I was edges. just going to say. The silver edges just like, oh, they fill my soul with happiness and glee. They're very good. All right. Okay. There Take a look. I'm looking. I'm looking. I don't normally do it that way. I don't either. I normally do a shuffle and then pull them from the top. I totally, I totally do that as well. What'd you draw? Uh, <laughs> the Ten of Swords. <gasps> really? Oh, let's talk about the Ten of so, Swords. So that's fun. Really? Let's see what let's see what Tilly Walden has to say about the Ten of Swords. Swords. I love it. Clink, uh, clink. Uh, uh. 
The Ten of Swords. All right. All right. Here we go. Ready? Ten of Swords. Endings and fatigue. <laughs> the long period of suffering you've faced is nearly over. Don't let your weariness stop you in your tracks. Continue on and you will find an ending and a new beginning. Well, hot diggity shit. Whooshba. <laughs> Whooshba. I think it would be disingenuous, y'all, not to be talking about what's been going on in the United States. I know not all of our listeners are in the United States, but I'm sure you've been watching with popcorn and milk duds as we have started to try to burn down our democracy. Yeah. We've let's be honest, we've been showing our entire ass to the world. Yeah, for we many really years. have. Even before but Trump. But it's getting real Real bad right now. <laughs> Real bad uh, right we, now. Uh, you know, I'm reminded over and over again what a young nation we are. And, you know, we're riddled with problems that we have to fix uh, with a huge history of genocide and oppression and uh, white privilege and figuring out, you know, equity. And we just have a lot of work to do. And it is really... People have been in denial for a long time. And what I find ironic is how many people are still trying to deny it. Uh, and it's it, it, you can't anymore. It's very obvious now to most of the people, even even I hope I hope a portion of people who voted for Trump, which, you know, there were 74 million people who voted for him. I hope a portion of them are like, oh, crap. Oh, this is a this is a problem and we don't want that and that is what we just voted for. So now we got to fix it. And then there's like 40% of them that are like, "No, let's burn it all down." They don't want to give up their white supremacy. Yeah, and there's that group of there's a, that group of people that's like so confused and for good reason because they've been propagandized to believe it, but like they've confused the actual values of like democracy and and christianity and like being a good person and and they've smushed it all together with those like scary crazy ideas of like the it's just oh it's so it frustrating it is it's very frustrating time and and it's a privilege that i'm just saying that now in my 30s about how frustrating it is but but it's very frustrating time. Yeah. It, it, it was interesting i think only because i'm gay and came out when i came out i came out freaking gangbusters that I've been woken up. But even when I first came out, I wasn't really awake to the plight of I, I falsely equated myself to other people who were oppressed. You know, I thought I was the same as oh, yeah. Oh, that old chestnut. I know. I'm gay. So I'm totally the same as a black person who's, you know, lived through this hell for, you know, 200 years. And I'm not. And and not only that, I can mm. I, I can pass as a femme white girl. My wife can't. She's she's pretty much a dyke. And we talk about that all the time. She she really, really can't. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, we won't make the episode about this. And I'll put the little skippers. I hope um, my favorite murder is OK with yeah. me stealing their phrase for skippers. So they don't, they don't use the word skippers. Oh, they don't. <laughs> they just call the people who skip skippers. <laughs> well, I'll put a trigger warning. You got to listen. You got to listen to it. The last thing I will say before we move on is please make sure that you are doing everything you can physically and also spiritually to protect yourself. Ward, talismans, protection charms, protection potions, all of that. Just really take care of yourself and be safe and well. 
We're also in the middle of this pandemic as well. So we're just sending you, Corey and I are sending you a bunch of thoughts for love, safety, and health. Do you want to say anything else, Corey? I mean, I could talk about buy erasure and like all that stuff for literally hours. So probably not. I haven't even had any pancakes yet. (laughs) Well, we will move on then. And so if you did skip and we're back. Welcome. Welcome back. We're talking about the pentacles today. And as you know, I'm your history girl. And I learned a lot of really cool stuff that I'm very excited to talk about. I am excited to talk about the practical applications of the pentacles and the grounding and everything they represent. Because it's it's one of my 2021 focuses is to communicate better, to be more grounded, to uh, represent myself more the way I feel inside, which it doesn't always make it out that way. Mm. Often I'm feeling grounded and centered and really, you know, wise inside. And I come out like, hi, 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 <laughs> hi, puppy, hi. <laughs> so so I'm excited yeah. to talk about this. And is there anything else you want to talk about before we pop um, into the library? I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. I just want to talk about how grateful I am for the fun, creative project you've allowed me to be oh, part yeah, of. Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. I've just been thinking about Midsummer all all night and all morning. We're doing a Midsummer Night stream. We're doing an audio version of it. I'm producing it. We will release it on Midsummer. And it Ew. will, of course, have some witchy overtones all the way through it. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but I'm just excited. We did a reading yesterday, and it was really fun to like, be doing that again because I haven't been in a show in a while. And um, so it was really fun. And I've just kind of been buzzing on that. She was since. awesome, everyone. All so. Oh, stop it. But do your, do your creative pursuits. That's what I'm saying. It'll make you feel better. <laughs> they do. They do. And it's a really, and it's a wonderful way to ground yourself is continuing and to bring the change we want to see into the world, into the world, which is what I'm I'm really excited about mm-hmm. with this project. And so we'll tell you more about that as the weeks mm-hmm. go on when we get closer to releasing it. But Corey is really good. I just have to brag about you for oh, just let me brag for just. I just rolled my eyes so hard it hurt my head. <laughs> so I knew how talented Corey was. I brought a, a group together who they don't all know each other and we're on Zoom. So we're not in the same room and everybody's got their own recording equipment and stuff. So we got off the Zoom yesterday after doing a read of a Midsummer Night Stream and I got two texts, one phone call, and my wife comes in and goes, oh my God, Corey's so good. I kid you not, within moments of ending the Zoom call, who is she? Where did you find her? Blah, blah, blah. I said, well, you need to freaking listen to our podcast first and you would know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) How wonderful she is. Wrapping that podcast. <laughs> he said, and secondly, yeah, she is. She's she's kick-ass. And you are. You read so well. And she cracked us all up. And she was reading for somebody who couldn't make the read yesterday. And it was like she'd rehearsed it for six weeks. I mean, really, it was truly brilliant. To, to be fair, to be fair, I have been in this show about five times. So, like, I've, I'm the person who, when they're not on stage, is, like, looking at all the other roles and being like, how would I do that? How would I do that? How would I do that role? How would I say that line? So, well, we hope you check us out on Midsummer when we release the the audio recording of our very, uh, I think, progressive interpretation of a Midsummer Night's Dream. So, and I think a Midsummer Night's Dream is the kind of energy we need. That's that's the kind of energy we need in moving into the new year because it's just like 
It's literally just magical. Oh, it's so magical. It's magical. It's earthy. Yeah. It's let's have some great sex. You know, I mean. Yeah. Let's go bone in the woods. <laughs> yes, let's forest bathe while we have great sex. I mean, it's all of that yeah. good stuff. And the last thing that I'll say, so this morning I had the wonderful opportunity. I came to, I love Frozen. I know, I know everybody, don't roll your eyes at me, but I do. And I came to Frozen (laughs) 2 a little bit later, like a year after it was released, I finally came to it. And I have been listening to Into the Unknown on repeat. And my wife's in a meeting and when I, I just walked in to say good morning to her and wave to her, and then she came out an hour later to go to the restroom and she's like, isn't that the same song you were playing an hour ago? Are you on a Are you on a, a playlist that just started over? I went no. I've been listening to it on repeat for an hour. I could hear Aurora, you know, sing that siren song. Well, for an hour or more. It's very good, and it's one of the only ones. You know how Disney likes to do a pop version, um, of their like big song, and I usually hate them because they're usually pretty gross. Uh, but the Panic at the Disco, the Brendan Urie version of Into the Unknown, covers my entire body. Oh my in gosh! And not just because I'm in love with him, but because oh, it's, it's good. so good. And his high <laughs> register is just like out of this freaking world. It it's a beautiful piece. So yeah, it's wonderful. Now I want to listen to it. <laughs> well, let's head into the library. Yeah, let's head into the library. all right what history do you have for us today Corey? i'm so excited well um i learned a lot of really wacky stuff and i would like to give you my my resources first uh which are biddy tarot which we've already mentioned on this show and we love her love her uh learnreligions.com tarot.com incandescenttarot.com dictionary.com and the mysterious recluse that is wikipedia (laughs) so mysterious so mysterious uh so we've got some associations first of all uh some things associated with the suit of pentacles are earth as we mentioned uh the direction north which often if you're calling your circle you know that's where earth goes The root chakra, money and material possessions, home, security, stability, a feeling of safety, the physical realm, and sensuality. I read a lot of really interesting stuff about sensuality that I had not really thought of, but as the physical element, um, the, the pentacles are inherently a sensual experience in that you experience them with your senses, um, which I thought was very fascinating and I can't believe I'd never thought of. So I'm very, that's why you got to just keep reading, folks. Keep reading, keep learning, keep looking because you're going to learn stuff and it's going to totally expand your whole world about a thing and it's going to be well, great. Well, and I'll remember to talk about this when we get there because it's one of the things I want to talk about is how much our culture really oppresses sensuality and body love or love for the body when we're out of history about that relationship between pentacles and sensuality and our culture. So I'm glad you found that. I would love that. So before I looked it up and really thought about it, I thought pentacles, they're coins with stars on them. (laughs) Okay. So the definition of a pentacle in as per dictionary.com 
is a talisman or magical object, typically disc-shaped and inscribed with a pentagram or other figure and used as a symbol of the element of Earth. So pentacles, um, they're always a flat disc. That part is pretty much universal. They're always a flat disc. Um, usually they were made of fabric and they were sewn into garments. Really? Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't always have, they didn't always have a star on them. Um, they often had other symbols of protection and um, luck, things like that. Um, yeah, I was blown away by that. I I didn't do a ton of history into the suit of Pentacles because we did that whole episode where we talked about the history of tarot itself. So refer back to our tarot episode if you want a little bit more about the actual history of tarot. But I wanted to draw a sort of laser focus onto what a pentacle is. And in doing that, it was it was very eye-opening for me because it reminded me that sometimes I take things for granted, that what they are is what they are. And a pentacle is not at all what I thought it was. So... It was very good and important for me to to look into that because I thought a pentacle was a coin and it can be, but it's very much a like all squares, all rectangles, all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares kind of situation. Those Venn diagrams. Uh, I and, love that. Do you, it's so interesting, too, because whenever I think of pentacle, I always think about the pentagram. Well, sometimes I think of the pips, but I really think of um I really think of a pentagram. I always associate, so I'm glad we're talking about this. I always associate a pentagram with the pentacle. Again, not all not all rectangles are squares. There it's it's very interest it was very interesting to me. And I had that sort of reaction that you have when you are confronted with something you thought you knew and you find out it is not what you thought. And that is a really important slash disorienting and sometimes, not in this case, but sometimes like painful experience, have them as often as you can. Get confronted with things that you thought you knew and see what they like actually are. Because now I know a pentacle can be another part of my practice. If I wanted to maybe make some cute fabric circles and stitch pentacles on, like pentagrams on them or other protective symbols, that is now a way for me to combine my tarot and my understanding of the pentacles and my sigil work or my craft work or like, I I now have more open to me because I did that research. That's great, Corey. Well, hey, let's head out to the bonfire, everybody. Pentacles. Pentacles. Earth. Tell me, tell me what you think about our earthy, earthy suit of cards. Yeah, let's get down and dirty. Why don't we? So when I first started really digging into tarot, <laughs> yeah, that was on purpose, everyone. Let's dig. But when I did, I, I want to say it's, I can never remember the name of the book, which is why I brought it here. It's 78 Degrees of Wisdom. She has a new edition out. It's a wonderful deep dive into tarot and the meanings. And I think it was this book. I didn't open it up this morning, even though I brought it into the studio with me. Uh, the one that talks about how dirt and earth is often, 
looked upon as a bad thing. And there's a lot of humiliation. It's like there are a lot of idioms and phrases that are insulting that have to do with dirt. And there's a lot of disrespect. And there's don't be of the world, don't be of the earth. So I think it's in our subconscious at least in our culture, at least in the United States, I would love to hear, actually, I know we have a listener from Wales, and I would love to hear from other people in other parts of the world about how what your relationship is with the earth. Does your culture do the same thing that American culture does? And I think we kind of see that in reflection of what's going on with climate change and climate change denial. And um, so I so I love it. So I have great respect for it. And I I do believe that the pentacles and the earth symbolism of the pentacle is predominantly about grounding, among other things. What about you? Well, to, to your point, I think about like our relationship with the earth underneath us. I think that it's largely about whether or not you think you can own it or possess it or tame it. And I think that in the micro of your own body, your own experience, that also is a wildly important thing to know about yourself is like, do I look at my physical self as something to own and control and mold the way I think it should be? Or do I look at my physical self as something that I am like blessed with and it is imperfect and I have to like vibe with it and roll with it and, and treat it with kindness so that it yields kindness back to me. And you have to tend your garden, my friends. And I, as a person who studies a lot of yogic philosophy, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of dialogue around uh, you are you are bigger than your body, and I totally agree with that. Like you are bigger than your container, but that doesn't mean that your container isn't important. That is one of the things that I think is so important about the Pentacle suit. Actually, we are human beings having a spiritual experience. But if we only want to have the spiritual experience, because, you know, I don't know about you, Corey, but I get high when I do rituals. I, I, it's just a natural high. And I'm like, whoo, same with music and all that stuff. But if we don't ground ourselves, we're here. We have the risk of, you know, going insane or ignoring our bodies to our peril where we get sick because we are in this vessel and I think the pentacles, especially when you're drawing a lot of pentacles from the tarot deck, is a real reminder to say, hey, let's uh, let's ground here. Let's pay attention to yourself. Let's pay attention to your body. Let's treat it with some respect. I think that people, too, and I don't want to get too deep into it because I expect we'll do an episode for each of the suits at some point. But I think people associate, like, cups with, like, love and, and things like that. But I think... It's really that came out in a really judgy tone, and I didn't mean it that way. I was talking at myself, so just a heads up. I agree that the cuffs can like be a hugely like emotion driven suit, but I think that they dis that people disregard, myself included, that the pentacles are uh, just as much about love. And tell me how so. Uh, expand a little bit about what you mean when you say that. Okay, so 
I, this is not a secret, have a really rough relationship with my body. And when I'm drawing a lot of pentacles, usually what that means is I need to be kinder and love myself more in this body. And when I'm drawing a lot of pentacles, it means that I am, I am, I have lost my perspective on what makes me feel good and what makes me feel safe and what makes me feel grounded. And I've, I've sort of lost my, my, just my, my perspective on that. And what that to me boils down to is I need to love myself differently and more. And or others. I need to love others differently or more. And it can mean like, I think that that physical touch or physical material gifts or things I've crafted from my hands, from the earth, whatever, are a sign of love. And so for me, the pentacles are inextricably linked with love and caring and caregiving. Um, so that's, that's sort of something that I, I read a lot when I do readings that I don't think a lot of people do. I think that ties in perfectly. I, I completely agree with you that that's what it's saying. It's just, and, and I, one could make an argument that all the suits are about the same things, but with different perspectives. I don't know if I totally buy into that philosophy, but that is one philosophy. I think that's beautiful, actually. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Do you know why? No, but do you know why I think that's great? It's because it is the fool's journey, right? It is. And part of that journey is seeing other perspectives than your own. Well, and isn't storytelling all about POV? Yes. That's point of view for you folks out there that don't read fanfic or do audiobooks. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> looping everybody in there, Corey. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is true. I love that. And I would love to... You know what? We've never done readings for each other. We okay. should do that. We'll do that. We'll do a live one night and we'll do a reading. Oh my gosh. Yeah, let's do it. Because okay. we have made a commitment... We'll put it on the books later. ...to do more lives. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the Eight of Pentacles because if let's you... I will draw them from all the beautiful decks that I have but the one I'm holding in front of me is Modern Witch Tarot from Liminal which I just I love this deck so very much actually I love all my decks right now I think I was talking about that with Corey maybe I talked about it on the podcast I have four decks right now and I just want to live in them all day if I could do nothing all day but play with my tarot cards and my animals I would be a happy camper Mm -hmm. uh, it's an artist sitting and drawing in her apartment and it's just a reminder that hard work goes into manifestation and but it's also about creative time and using creative energy and i love that about this card it's one of my favorite pentacle cards and another one of my favorite pentacle cards is the 2 of pentacles how come because it's all about balance uh, at least on, let me show you this card as well, Corey. Oh, I love that card. It has two pentacles, which have pentagrams on them, that are looped together with mm-hmm. the infinity sign. And it's just about meeting the challenges of everyday life and meeting them with grace, but also the fact that things are moving and changing all the time, even 
that's the other thing I love about Pentacles, and specifically the Two of Pentacles, is that it is a reminder that although things are grounded and they're rooted in the earth, things are changing constantly, mm-hmm. and that we have to live and grow with that. And I, because I wanted to compare contrast, because I think it's fun, pulled out the Eight of Pentacles from the Cosmic Slumber deck. Yes. And there's a person who is sort of like, it it could be read a number of ways, this card. It either looks like somebody who's trying to balance a tall stack of pentacles that are on their edge. So are there for, it's work. It's like hard work to, to keep them balanced. Or it kind of looks like something that's being grown out of the ground. Ah. And here. It's this oh, one. gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And so and so that also is evocative of like hard work because it takes a lot of work to cultivate something. And I think that's neat. I think that's why it's important to have lots of different access to lots of different decks because they all are going to have the same or very much the same suits and cards, but they're all going to be so different. So like when I want to read and I'm in a certain mood, I pick this deck. Or if I'm in a mood and I want to read from the Modern Witch deck or my Welcome to Night Vale cards, it's like they all have the same thing to offer, but they have it to offer in a very different way. Yeah, they and have I love that. the different perspectives. So, so this is my <gasps> Crow Tarot. I love that. Check her out. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. May I just say, MJ Cullion, who we are interviewing in February, and I cannot wait to talk to her about the book that she wrote, which is not present with me, and I wish it, wish it was. Her her book is one of the best and most complete books about interpreting her cards, and yet, at the same time, gives you all this freedom to go anywhere you want and incorporate other interpretations. But it is true. I think each creator of a tarot deck has their own personal slant on it, and it does give you different perspectives every single time. And I had just showed Corey the Eight of Pentacles from the Crow Tarot deck, and I just think it's so very beautiful. I think the tarot cards are very much a art-mimicking life and life-mimicking art kind of situation. Because, like, for example, I have two decks from the podcast Welcome to Night Vale, which is pretty niche. I mean, it's not super niche. It's one of the biggest podcasts, like, on the air ever. But but their tarot, well, I think, is super niche. It's very niche. And, and the knowledge of the story and the characters and the, and the beings in that podcast helped me to interpret those cards. But even if I didn't have that knowledge, that those cards would be readable and by somebody who didn't who didn't know but because my life experience has colored them in such a way that I recognize them it it enriches that experience and I think that that's why it's so fun to like find cards that you vibe with because you you feel you know something about them you know well and that's what I love about being a tarot reader actually, is that they're prompts for storytelling. They have a foundation. It's and it is it's just like this is a prompt. And you have to be in the moment and you have to be in the moment with your client and in tune with their energy to interpret what the card needs for them. Because it can mean something completely Mm -hmm. different if you pull it in your day. 
You have to be, You, I think, just my personal opinion is that you have to be, you have to be in, in the moment. You have to be aware. You have to use it as a prompt. You have to listen and pay attention and not, and, and yes, I go to the book. Always. Absolutely. Yeah. I go to their stories uh, to let them, especially the older I get. Actually, maybe everybody gets this. Maybe this has nothing to do with age. Sometimes my recall just like freezes. Oh, and sure. I just need a little bit of a, oh, this is bank. Oh, yeah. I don't need to read anymore. Now I'm going to jump off of that. Do you get that, Corey? Oh, 100%. I read the, I here's what I do. <laughs> I <laughs> pull the card. I look at the card. I apply all the things that I know about that card. And then I pull out, oh, and then I like sort of like try to interpret it towards what I what I think it could mean for the question I asked. And then I pull out the book and I add what they have to add. And sometimes uh, reading the description of the book for me prompts me to remember, oh, and also this. It's a, it's a very yes and exercise. And if you're not... Absolutely. An, yeah. And that has started to make its way into mainstream culture. So even if you're not an actor... But just in case you don't know what the yes and is, instead of going when somebody tells you something, instead of going, yeah, but you go or no or no, exactly. Denial. You go, yes. And I'll also it's, add this to what you just said rather than negate what you just said. I think it's deeply an improv thing. So if you watch improv at all, uh, yes, and is sort of a, a no will kill a scene. So yes, and helps to grow a scene. It does. But I have to say, I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. It has that improv rule has started making its way into business practices, mm-hmm. which I'm very happy about, actually, as a matter of fact. There you go. I love one of my favorite things to do with tarot recently, and I'm sure I've talked about it, but in case I haven't, I occasionally lead a yoga class for Frankie Flows where we pull a card and then that's our theme for the class. I really have to so, start taking yoga with you. <laughs> so on the last Sunday, I pulled, I did an intention setting class and I just had everybody meditate on two questions. I had everybody sit and breathe for like two minutes about two questions. And then we pulled the cards and that was what we talked about. And it ended up being this incredibly universal response. Everyone was like, oh my gosh. I didn't even think of that. I needed to hear that. And including myself, I think that that's because the cards sort of encompass experiences that we all have. It reminds us that like, we're all kind of, we're all going through it. <laughs> like we're all going through it and we're all having these victories and struggles and no one is immune to the human experience. You know, that sounded very deep and like kind of snooty, but. It didn't sound snooty at all. I don't think. <laughs> I I think it's a really, really good reminder and also a way to remind ourselves, one, we're not alone. We are all going through this human experience together. And two, not to beat ourselves up for going through the human experience, you know? Yeah. Having technical difficulties. I'm looking right now for my very last. Some of my favorite artwork is in the Light Seer's Tarot. It's not that I don't love all my cards equally. I absolutely do. <laughs> Mommy loves all her children. I do. The artwork in the Light Seer deck is just totally 
I learned this from Corey. It's totally my aesthetic. <laughs> I would I would normally have said it's my jam, and it is my jam. But this is really my my aesthetic. I really like bright colors and royal colors, uh, like royal blues, like saturated colors. Yeah, I, I really really enjoy that and it does that so I'll also I did find I'm going through my deck right now which I'm gonna have to make it all quiet but here's the two of pentacles for the light seer and they're just they're just beautiful beautiful decks and here's also if you refer back to just a moment if you're lucky enough to have more than one deck looking at the different elements the artist plural put in some of the same elements in every deck but then they make it their own. The two, uh, you've got the pips and you have the infinity sign, but there are other elements in the card that speak to you. And that's why different cards speak to you in different ways. And I, I just, I just love that when you find something that you resonate with. And also to reiterate, you can buy your own deck. You don't have to wait for someone to buy it for you. Oh my goodness, yes. If you see something and you're like, ooh, I gotta have that deck, get it for yourself. Treat yourself. It is a gift. Well, before we wrap things up, do you want to pull one more card? Yes, I'll I'll pull it from... Let's see I've been I... quietly shuffling, so have I'm going to pull my card. Oh my gosh. All and right, the question gonna... that I asked is, uh, is sort of a how can I, what can I focus on to be kinder to myself today? Okay. So that is the card. That's the question I've asked my deck. <laughs> and I pulled the nine of pentacles. Wow. Which is fun. So what I think that means, well, let's see what Cosmic Tarot has to say. Let's see what uh, Tilly Walden has to say about that. Stability and abundance. You have reached a rich plateau. Worry not for money, look out from your perch, and enjoy your dominion. So what I think that means in regards to my question, it's a person like lounging on a fluffy pink, it looks like a bush made out of cotton candy. And there's just beautiful pentacles hanging from a tree uh, they're basking under. And what I think that means for me is to take a little pressure off myself, to stop hustling for a minute, and to sort of just enjoy the things that I do have and save worrying about the things that I don't for another day. I like that. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that is right for you today. So y'all, I shuffled my deck and two cards jumped out of my deck, which doesn't happen to me very often. But when it does, I really truly believe those are the cards that are meant for you. And I got, <laughs> I kid you not, the Nine of Pentacles <laughs> and the Ace of Wands. Ace of Wands happens to be oh, one hey of my oh. faves. Uh, the Nine of Pentacles. And in my Nine of Pentacles, I have a beautiful black woman holding a pentacle in her hand. And on that pentacle is a white dove. And this is from the oh. Lightseer deck. That's gorgeous. All these gorgeous pentacles, which do not have pentagrams on them, Corey. No, they're just beautiful wooden rounds. Yeah, they have all different patterns on them, except the one in the cauldron has a pentacle on it. And my question had been, what can I do this week to help my community? How wild, since Corey is a huge part of my community in my life, <laughs> that Nine of Pentacles came up. And I think celebrating this week... And helping our community celebrate while we continue to work for social justice 
is really important. Just like we said last week on potions, you cannot focus completely on the wounds or it does a disservice to life and to the struggle and to the fight. You have to actually enjoy what you're reaping and what you're working for so that you can manifest and bring that into the world. It reminds me of the Grinch. (laughs) The Who's down in Whoville. They didn't need all their presents. They were able to celebrate anyway. Heck yeah. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. Well, hey, let's send up some sparks. Let's send up some sparks. Who's your spark today, Dada? My spark is Rachel Cargill. She's a social justice warrior. Earlier this week, she put out this, and I think it was part of her story because I was trying to find it again, and I can't find it. I'm hoping that she put it in her reel. She came on and said, you know, if we're not always changing, if we're not always storytelling and inventing ourselves, we are not doing ourselves or our communities justice. And she did this dance in front of her camera where she was just relishing in her body and how beautiful and gorgeous it was and how awesome it was to be in it. And she did this all around all the BS that was going on in the United States, which she is really affected by. And I just, and I thought, one, it was really appropriate for the Pinnacles episode. And two, she is a constant inspiration to me in all facets of my life. And it just really made me touch my belly and dance around in my room to that Frozen song. It was, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And she's on Instagram. You should check out her page. You can find her on Instagram at rachel.cargill. She's awesome. I love her. Who do you want to shout out, Corey? Well, my spark, I have two this week, but it's sort of like one, but it's actually two. So I have these friends from college, people who I wish I actually was in touch more with rather than just like casually loving everything they do on Facebook. But a couple of my friends from college uh, make the most amazing music and they're constantly doing great things for their communities, and I just want to shout out their music so that you can visit their Patreons or their websites or their band camps or whatever and and listen to some dope tracks, first of all, and second of all, like, help artists, you know, feed themselves. <laughs> uh, and those people are Aaron Shea and his sister Sarah Shea, and... They, I went and saw them in a performance where they were with their band at the time. It's called the Mongrel Jews, and it they are the most incredible band. I came out of that concert so elevated, and it's like Sarah plays the washboard, and Aaron plays the guitar, and it it's so good. It's so good, and Sarah's voice is so good, and they're just... They're excellent musicians, and so I'm going to put links to their websites uh, in the show notes, and also when we shout them out on Insta, I'll make sure to tag them so you can go and check them out, because excellent tunes, excellent people, people I wish I saw more often, and I think you should know about them too. Well, I think that we've just about talked ourselves out. 
<laughs> uh, we are super excited for next week and the upcoming slew of amazing, fun interviews. I can't wait. I'm just jazzed on it all the time. I'm very but, excited. And our uh, newsletter comes out, I think, this Friday. Is that right, Corey? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. We've set it out into the world now, so it has to happen. So if you want to get that newsletter, sign up by next Friday. This for ne- this coming Friday. Bonfire Babble podcast at gmail.com dot com dot com oh my gosh <laughs> that is an oldie but a goodie oh hey Corey's birthday is coming up it is and it's by only some kind of miracle that i haven't sh- just non-stop chattered about it on the podcast because i don't shut up about it in real life i'm excited about it like a real aquarius am i right <laughs> we will talk to you all in about a week We're excited to be sort of back on schedule. I know I am. God willing, and the creek don't rise. (laughs) Knock on On wood. wood, Cross your fingers. fingers, Tie those knots. knots. I'm going to be praying to the tech tech gods gods this this week. Truly. But until we see you next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. Thanks for listening to Bonfire Babble. If you liked us, please hit that subscribe button. And if you are so inclined, go ahead and give us a rating and let your friends know. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bonfire Babble. Bonfire Babble recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of this beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the Duwamish people and real rent, please see the links in our show notes.